It's May 16th. You're listening to the President's Daily Brief. I'm your host and former CIA officer Brian Deanwright. Your morning intel starts now. The brief you're about to hear is in the same spirit of the actual President's Daily Brief, which is a top-secret summary of the most critical events in the past 24 hours, all delivered to the President each day by the nation's spymasters. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I am your spy, and this is your brief. Here's what we're going to be talking about this morning. First up, Finland and Sweden are joining NATO. Well, maybe. We're going to talk about what's happening and how it could impact America. Your second brief, graduation season is here, but not for some Air Force Academy cadets, and it has to do with the COVID vaccine. We're going to talk about that. And as always, I'm keeping an eye out for developing stories. Put this one on your radar. Some Americans think socialism is pretty great, but there's a socialist country this morning that's actually admitting that its system is failing. We're going to discuss the latest out of Venezuela. All up next on the President's Daily Brief. Your first piece of intel this morning, Russia's war in Ukraine is causing all sorts of unexpected developments to include this one. The countries of Finland and Sweden are hoping to join NATO. Now, word of that started leaking late last week and then throughout the weekend. There are some politics over whether it'll actually happen, more on that in a minute, but the announcement in and of itself is a big deal for one reason. Both countries for decades have been afraid of angering Moscow, but that's just not true anymore. To understand this moment, we have to understand just a little bit of Nordic history, especially Finland. For about 100 years, Finland was under the rule of Russia, and then in 1917, they won independence. But that didn't last for very long. About 20 years later, in the winter of 1939, the Soviet Union invaded. Now, the reason was land. The two countries shared an 800-mile-long border, give or take, and The Soviets, well, they wanted to take. They wanted some of that territory that stood between them and the Finns. Now, Moscow didn't think that the invasion would be very hard. They anticipated maybe two or three weeks. They were actually planning for their victory parades before fighting ever even started. Well, it turns out the Soviets were very wrong. There were tens of thousands of Finnish fighters who battled back. Some strapped on skis and chased after the Soviets through the woods. If you you want to read on this, it's really incredible. It's called The Winter War. You should really dig into it. There's a famous Finnish sniper nicknamed the White Death, who is an absolute legend. But at any rate, the war lasted a very short time, and the Soviets were humiliated. To Finland's credit, they were smart about how they handled themselves after that war in 39. Basically, they were very careful not to poke the Russian bear. So they avoid joining NATO when it was set up in 1949 and have refused to join ever since. So that delicate dance between Russia and Finland, and Sweden for that matter, have been in place for over 70 years. It's been a key pillar of Finnish politics. In fact, there was a poll done a while back that showed about 80% of Finns wanted no part of joining NATO. And then Russia invaded Ukraine. And that changed everything. The Finnish people now support joining NATO 75% to 25%. In other words, there's been a political earthquake. And for Moscow, that's a strategic blunder because they now have another prospective NATO country on their border. So I spoke with some of my intel friends, and they also pointed out this interesting fact. Russia has three ports on the Baltic Sea, and if Finland joins NATO... All three ports will now be completely encircled by NATO countries. And for what it's worth, and I think this is interesting, Finland's president actually called Vladimir Putin this weekend to let him know of his plans to join NATO, because, again, they historically have been relatively friendly. 
Now, apparently, Putin wasn't happy with Finland's decision, but also wasn't particularly outraged. Putin simply said that it was a mistake and promised there would be some vague military consequences. Now, most of my former colleagues that I spoke with think that this means Russia will probably post some more military personnel and equipment along the border between those two countries. But the bottom line for Russia is that at the moment, there's not a lot they can really do about Finland or Sweden joining NATO. They're getting clobbered in Ukraine. And even if they wanted to fight, they're in no shape to do so with conventional or professional troops because there are just basically very few left. Now, there is absolutely the threat of a nuclear strike or a cyber attack, with cyber being the most likely. Now, the Finns are very prepared for this because they have very good cyber defenses. And even if they were bombed, I'm actually going to tell you something that you might not know. Finland has built underground tunnels and shelters throughout the country that can actually house more than 4 million people, which is about 70% of their population. In the capital city of Helsinki, some of their bigger shelters actually double in peacetime as ice rinks and sports arenas. I mean, these, these folks are prepared. But, all right, anyway, so here's what we now know so far. Let's recap our knowledge of what's happening. Finland and Sweden don't trust Russia for very good reason. There's history, and there's also a war in Ukraine right now. So they want to join NATO for protection. So that means they're going to join NATO, right? Well, not so fast. You see, in order to join NATO, all the existing members of the alliance have to agree to let you in. And there's one country this morning, the country of Turkey, that is opposed. The president of Turkey, a fellow named President Erdogan, is a bit of a dictator himself, and he has a friendly relationship with Putin. Now, President Erdogan said over the weekend that he's not inclined to let either Finland or Sweden into NATO. So why is that? Well, he's claiming that it's because those two countries harbor terrorists that hate Turkey. Now, those terrorists, quote-unquote, would be the Kurdish people, who are originally from eastern Turkey but have migrated to Europe over many years. Now, whether or not they're terrorists depends on who you ask, honestly. It's, it's a bit political. But nevertheless, it's a problem. All right, so the final question, as always, is why should you care about all this? Well, it has to do with some backroom deals that Joe Biden and his team are almost certainly making this morning as you listen to this brief. You see, Turkey wants a bunch of stuff from the United States. Their big ask is for military equipment, specifically F-16 and F-35 fighter jets. The worry, at least in the United States, is how Turkey and its president Erdogan will actually use those fighter jets once they get them. So remember that I just mentioned the Kurds that were in these Nordic countries. Well, they have relatives back in Turkey, and some of them are actually fighting against Erdogan. Some of them are, in fact, terrorists. So the truth is that Turkey will almost certainly use some of those American jets to kill some of those Kurds in their country, terrorists and innocent people alike. Now, there's a second smaller issue or concern that Turkey could possibly use those jets too against its neighboring country of Greece. Now, this brief is already very complicated, so we'll unpack that story between Turkey and Greece another time. But for now, you should know that Greece and Turkey haven't liked each other for a couple thousand years. So the bottom line of why you should care is this. If Joe Biden makes a deal with Turkey, in other words, Joe gives President Erdogan some of those jets so that Finland and Sweden can get into NATO, then we might accidentally spark an ethnic genocide of the Kurds or fuel a war in the Mediterranean or Middle East. 
All right, that's a lot of moving parts to this brief, which is usually how international affairs go. But let's summarize. Sweden and Finland want to join NATO because they don't trust Russia. The war in Ukraine proved that to them. So whether they actually join NATO or not depends on Turkey and whether Turkey gets those jets, amongst some other things. But we have to be very careful because those jets could cause all kinds of problems down the road. So let me offer up my counsel to you this morning, just as I would if you were the President of the United States. So I can appreciate why Finland and Sweden both want to join NATO. They've lost confidence that Russia is a partner that they can deal with, and that makes sense. But practically speaking, those countries don't really have to join NATO because both are already very close partners of our NATO alliance. Their, their military hardware is very compatible with ours. Their military personnel have been longtime training partners. So if, God forbid, the Russians were to attack either Finland or Sweden, the world would absolutely erupt in protest, to include here in the United States. But instead of an automatic war like a NATO membership would require, our Congress would instead have to debate whether or not to join that conflict. And that is actually a good thing, I think. And it's what the founders would have wanted us to do. If you recall, I gave you a brief where I talked about President George Washington. In his farewell address, he told us to avoid foreign entanglements and commitments and only involve ourselves in these foreign affairs after very careful debate. Now, I suspect that our Congress would very quickly join a war in support of Finland or Sweden, no matter if they were a member of NATO or not. So the bottom line is, if Turkey tries to squeeze us by agreeing to let Finland and Sweden into NATO only after they get those fighter jets, well, to my mind's eye, that's not a trade worth making, even if that means that Finland and Sweden have to sit on the NATO sidelines, at least for now. But as always, the choice is yours. Hey, Mike Baker here. Listen, just because something is quick and convenient doesn't mean it has to be low quality, right? It's true, and that includes for fashion. Now, you may be surprised to learn that I'm known for my keen fashion sense. And to that end, let me introduce you to Indochino. Indochino makes fully custom suits, shirts, and outerwear for men and women with hand-selected high-quality fabrics. And you don't even have to leave the house to get it. Indochino's suits are designed to fit you. Everything is made to your exact measurements and customizations. And there are endless customization options to get the exact look you want. From buttons and vents to pockets and lapels, high-quality fabric and wools, linen and cotton in different colors and patterns. There's really something for everyone with Indochino. And get this, you can measure yourself at home in 10 minutes, or you could visit a showroom for the perfect fit. Then you wear your suit right out of the box. You get measured, you send off your measurements and your choices, the box arrives, you open it up, you put your suit on, and Bob's your uncle. And you can save your measurement profile to make future orders even faster. Build yourself a luxury wardrobe without the luxury price tag. Make quality convenient with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code BAKER, B-A-K-E-R, to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at Indochino.com with code BAKER. When looking at today's financial environment, it's clear that we're experiencing concerning economic shifts that could impact your retirement savings. We've got stubborn inflation, soaring interest rates, and astronomical debt that could drain their value. Now, the good news is that there is a time-tested way to protect your financial future, and that's gold and silver. American Hartford Gold can ship physical precious metals right to your door, or you can store your precious metals 
in a tax and penalty-free gold IRA. American Hartford Gold can help shield your wealth from this economic turbulence. Analysts predict that gold is set to hit all-time highs. If you've got retirement funds that you can't afford to lose, now is the time to call American Hartford Gold. They'll show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. With amazing customer service and a buyback commitment, they pride themselves on top-tier products, great customer service, and a commitment to customer satisfaction. American Hartford Gold has earned a five-star rating from thousands of reviews and an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Use the promo code PDB, and they'll give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your first order. So call 866-292-2990 or text PDB to 998899. Again, that's 866-292-2990 or text PDB to 998899. Your second brief graduation season is upon us, but not for everybody, and certainly not at the U.S. Air Force Academy. That's the message from the Department of Defense to four students at the Academy, which is in Colorado Springs. These four young people have refused to get the COVID vaccine, and that means they're going to be kicked out of the military and the school because Joe Biden has made it a requirement for service. Now, the students have declined the shots out of religious concerns, and they've applied for a religious exemption, but so far, no luck. And that means that these seniors have about two weeks before graduation to make a choice. Either they get the shots or they lose their career. And, in all likelihood, they'll be forced to pay back over $200,000 in tuition. Now, their attorney is pleading with the government that these young folks have earnest, reasonably held religious beliefs that should preclude them from having to take these shots. And by the way, there are other younger cadets who haven't gotten the shots either and stand to be ejected as well. There are a couple of juniors, one sophomore, and six freshmen all seeking religious exemption, by the way, and and all denied so far. Now, it's possible that there may be a deal reached in the next couple of days because the Department of Justice could authorize those exemptions, but they've been very reluctant to do this so far across all the branches of service. So if you were the president this morning, here's how I'd encourage you to think about this. First up, let's talk about risks. From my previous briefs to you, you'll recall that only 1-5% to of people who get COVID end up in a hospital. Of that group, the vast majority of people are obese, over 70%, and the rest are largely those aged 65 and up. Now, in this case, we're talking about four kids, all of whom are 22. They are fit as fiddles. Statistically, they are not at risk for COVID at all. Now, could they be a, a wild exception to the rule? Sure. Is that how public health policy works? No, it is not, or shouldn't be. Public health policy is supposed to be set based on what most people are likely to experience, not the 0.0001% of people. And that actually takes us to the second key consideration this morning, and it's one that we haven't talked about on the PDB. It's called public versus private benefit. So let me explain this. When a government mandates someone get a vaccine or do anything, pretty much, It's long been understood that there has to be a compelling private and public benefit. And by that mean, if if I get vaccinated, the assumption is that the jab protects me, that's the private benefit, but that it also protects you and the rest of America because I won't spread the virus to you, right? That's the public benefit. Think about the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccines here. There's a private and a public benefit. It protects me 
and everybody else. But let's consider the flu vaccine. If I get that shot, it may provide me some private benefit. My symptoms generally aren't going to be as severe, and I probably won't be as sick for as long as I might otherwise have been. Now, that's why I would get the shot, again, because there's a private benefit. But I can still catch the flu, and I can still spread it. In other words, there's little to no public benefit. And that's why we've never mandated flu vaccines. There's just no public benefit. And that takes us to COVID vaccines. COVID vaccines, at best, appear to provide a private benefit. They appear to to lessen symptoms in the elderly and the obese, most especially, and prevent those high-risk groups from dying. But you can still catch COVID and spread it even after taking the vaccine. So there's no public benefit. And that means that ethically and historically speaking, the government should not mandate these shots. Now, we still have a lot to learn about these vaccines. I I briefed you last week on the weird rise in cases and hospitalizations in New England, all amongst vaccinated people. But regardless, as of today, COVID vaccines only provide a private benefit. So the question in this case of the Air Force cadets is whether you should mandate that these kids be injected with something when there's no public benefit. Should you ruin someone's career and violate their bodies and ultimately steal their liberty when there's no public benefit to be gained? I mean, shouldn't a person decide if a jab is or isn't appropriate for them because, at least in this case, they're 22, they're fit, and and there's virtually no risk? This is when I think we should adopt what I call the Tony Fauci standard. If you remember a couple weeks ago, Tony Fauci, of course, of the NIH, declined to go to the White House Correspondents' Dinner because of what he said was, quote, my individual assessment of my personal risk. Yes, that is correct. Fauci is 81 years old, and he made the best decision for him, his body, his risk, his choice. And that's exactly what America should be doing in this case with these four seniors at the Air Force Academy. Let them decide, and then let them graduate and for Pete's sake, let them serve their country. So if you agree with my counsel on this one, I want you to reach out to your representative and senators. That's especially true if you're in Colorado. Your senators are Michael Bennett and John Hickamuber, both Democrats, both have the ear of Joe Biden. But regardless, go to senate.gov, click on the senators button, you'll find their contact information there. Also, go to house.gov and you'll find your representative there as well. Tell them all what you think. Be polite, but be firm. Because if you feel moved, I think that these kids and their families would really welcome your support. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. 
That's carshield.com slash Carlson. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. As always, I'm watching a few other stories this morning. Put this one on your radar. Venezuela is a socialist country in South America that's having some second thoughts this morning about, well, socialism. They're actually looking to the stock market for some cash. So here's what's going on and why you should care, starting first with some very quick history. And many years ago, Venezuela had a president named Hugo Chavez. He took over the nation and began a socialist revolution. He took ownership over a number of businesses. Because that's what socialists believe in. The government should control a nation's means of production, according to them. And that includes the utility companies, the factories, the mines, and so forth. And then the government decides where everybody will work in that economy. All right, so that's socialism. But unfortunately for the people of Venezuela, that's caused the economy to absolutely collapse. Investors fled or were forced out. And now, many years later, all those companies that Hugo Chavez took over have ended up in ruin. So now the new socialist president, Nicolas Maduro, understands that he needs some cash to fix those companies back up. But the government doesn't have it. So he's going to the stock market, to private capitalist investors, to see if they'll buy a small stake. He's looking to sell 5 to 10% of each of the companies he's thinking of, specifically utilities, and cell phone and internet service providers, and so forth. But there's a catch. Investors will have no ability to choose the company's leadership team or influence any business decisions. All of that would still be left up to the government. What's more odd about this news is that it's a total surprise to the stock exchange involved. They hadn't heard a single word about this until reporters started calling after the Maduro government announced it. And then there's also the fact that Venezuela is heavily sanctioned, which prevents many global investors from putting any of their money into these various state-owned enterprises. So in short, it doesn't sound like this idea is very well-baked, which is frankly sort of how socialism works. All right, so now that we know what's going on, why should you care about this story? Well, it's because of a poll that came out a few months back, not in Venezuela, but here in the United States. 65% of Democrats have a positive view of socialism. To say that differently, 65% of Joe Biden's party, the party that's currently in charge of the nation, well, they think that socialism is great. And that number, 65%, is going up, not down, by the way. It's up about 15% over the past 10 years. And that helps explain, in part, the rise of socialists like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or Bernie Sanders. You see, they're not some sort of mistake or aberration. Democrats kind of like socialists because they kind of like socialism. 
And that's really frightening because every nation that's tried socialism has failed or slaughtered its people to stay in power. And that's true of the Soviet Union and, and North Korea. It's true of Cuba and now Venezuela. So it's alarming that an overwhelming majority of Democrats think that socialism is a pretty neat idea and we should try it here. And that's worth putting on your radar this morning, no matter your party affiliation. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes your morning brief. As always, we close out the show reminding each other of why we are here, talking about our country and our world. It's the creed of every good spy and every smart American. It's from John chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.